The Southern Middle Tennessee Prep Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West, Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao. All right, uh, welcome in, uh, Mo. We'll get Chris uh, in just a moment as um, a little technical glitch just flipped on me as we went on but uh welcome in how you doing mo i'm doing all right for thursday you know it's um it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood um as you effort to get chris in with us because the the third member of the posse is not in the studio this morning um fatigue issues baby issues etc etc as you continue to effort because we could hear Chris here in the studio, yeah, we Our had audience a just couldn't hear. Yeah, we had him a moment ago, and then it uh, it switched. Here we are. Yeah. There, there we go. There we, we got are. him in. There we are. I was wondering what happened because I, I was hearing the yeah. intro, mm-hmm. but it, it was in a barrel, very far away from me, <laughs> and I was like, "Well, I guess I'll just start talking when he points at me," and that did not happen. So I talked. We I heard you. nobody heard me. Well, we heard you. Oh, nobody else heard me. Nobody that matters heard you. Yeah. 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 So, gotcha. So. Well, it is what it is. I, I'm just glad to be here. Yes. Fatigue. Um, not necessarily fatigue more. I just overslept. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a, uh, the newborn thing is, is rough sometimes and it wasn't so bad. I mean, we, we were, we were up in the middle of the night. Pretty, pretty long last night. So, when I did get back to sleep, I uh, overslept. So, life's a dance. I'm here. <laughs> and that's all that matters. Um, got a great show for you this morning. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of stepping in for Chris here just a second. In the second hour, we're going to talk a little bit about our bracket challenge yet again, presented by Amigos Mexican Grill. Also going to talk a little Titans as as John Robinson continues to be active and um Obviously, some some women's NCAA as well, and we're going to have wild and wacky Thursday today, um, as Chris brings you up to date on some of the wildest and wackiest stories from across the nation and beyond. Here in the second hour, in the next segment, we're going to be visiting with Zion Christian, first-year softball coach Russ Adcox on Coach's Corner, presented as always by From the Heart Grill out in Chapel Hill. So, um. Big show. Did I cover everything? Chris? Yeah. Well, just about. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm really excited because you know, I, I think, like you said, first year softball coach Zion uh, over at Zion Russ Adcox. He's a 
he's got some really solid uh, players over there, and I think they're going to have a, a big year. So excited to talk to him and really excited to talk about the women's NCAA tournament. That's that's going to be something. I'm a little <laughs> miffed about this one matchup in particular. But, you know, we, we've spoken about the the – I don't know if sense of humor is the right word, but certainly the sense of irony that the men's basketball selection committee has for storylines and putting teams and coaches and situations together. And, and apparently that is carried over onto the women's side for at least one game. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> uh, oh man. So yeah, really excited about today's show. Hope you guys will stick around for it. Um, we're on Facebook Live, I assume, JP. I haven't actually checked. We are. We are. Yes, um, right, I appreciate it. I, again, I hadn't checked this morning. But uh, if you are joining us on Facebook Live, make sure to comment and let us know because we would love to speak with you and talk to you about whatever you want to talk about this morning. Happy to do it. And if you uh, have missed any part of today's show at the end, you're welcome to check out the podcast. Just go to our website, sm-tnsports.com, where the podcast tab is at the top of the page, and you can scroll down, and boom, there it is. You can pick the first hour, the second hour, or you can just listen to the uh, special guests. So, And we have plenty of those special I thought, guests. I thought, it, I thought it was whoop. There around. it is. I'm sorry? I thought it was whoop. There it is. <laughs> it's a scoop. scoop. <laughs> okay. Well, it's not boom. Uh, yeah, you're right. It, it is not boom. Uh, that is not what it typically is. But we'll take it today. Um, I see you uh, on the on the screen now, Mo. That's exciting. I'm sorry. I can't see you on. I can't see you on my home screen, but I can see you on the uh, on the Facebook screen on the Facebook Live, and that's nice. Yeah. Always it. It gets a little weird when I can't see you guys. Yeah, it's it's odd. It's it's a little awkward, but we'll make the best we can out of it. Um, there's there's one thing that we will be discussing on today's show that we failed to mention, and that's our trip over to MTSU's Murphy Center yesterday for the Class A Boys Basketball State Quarterfinals. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get to that in segment three today. Um, so, yeah, saw an interesting note on on Twitter late last night. I'm not sure if you saw it or not, Chris, because you might have been knocked out by then. But yesterday's six state tournament games, the four Class A state quarterfinals and the first two Double A state quarterfinals, were decided by the closest average margin of any one day of state tournament basketball since they began playing um, in sessions of four games or more. Yeah, I actually retweeted that this morning. I thought that, I thought that was a fantastic stat. Uh, six games and the total uh, margin of victory was 23 points. And only you know, we were actually talking about uh, 55 points kind of being the the, the threshold. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cosby 
the only losing team to score more than 55 points yesterday, and they scored 56. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, Pearl Cone scored 54, and uh, Bolivar had 58. So, okay. So, uh, Rob, so Bolivar scored 58 and lost, but, um, yes. So, yeah, the average margin of victory was 3.83 points, and we'll, we'll get to those results here in a bit before the end of this segment. So, yeah, uh, I think it's um, important that we mention uh, Zion Christian Senior William Craig, who signed a cross-country scholarship. Uh, I think he's going to be running for Union University. Is that right? That's correct. Down in Jackson. So, congratulations so. to him. He'll be running NCAA Division Two cross-country. It's, it's a pretty big deal. That's that is big. Congratulations and, to that, young and, and man. getting and, and getting getting paid to do so, which is an even hey, bigger deal. Yeah. So as we mentioned you. yesterday during lunch with uh, a former scholarship athlete who doesn't mm, have to worry about student loans. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we did have that conversation. Yeah. So, it's always good to get school paid for. Trust us. Uh, yeah, take it from those right, that didn't. So, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> all right, Mel, you mentioned uh, the rundown. Let's go ahead and get to it here on this Thursday. Here's the rundown. In Class A, boys basketball state quarterfinal action Wednesday over at MTSU. North Green edged Richland 56-55. It was Clay County 57, Madison Academic 55, and Memphis Academy of Health Sciences defeated West Carroll 56-52. In the final Class A quarterfinal, it was Pickett County 63, Cosby 56. In Class AA, Upperman a 60-54 winner over Pearl Cone and Greenville uh, got by Bolivar Central, 61-58. In baseball action down in Florida, Grace Christian, the only local team to get a game in because they were in Florida. They defeated West Boca Raton 11-7. In softball yesterday, Summertime was scheduled to travel to Ardmore, Alabama for their season opener. No result on that one, uh, so we don't know if it got in or not. But Thursday state basketball tournament schedule. At 10 o'clock this morning, Kingston will face Community and Jackson Southside will take on Howard at 11.30 in Class AAA state quarterfinal play. Collierville and Cleveland will play at 2.30. It'll be Bearden and Cane Ridge at 4. Siegel plays Oak Ridge at 7 o'clock, and in the nightcap, Houston takes on Clarksville at 8.30. And baseball action today at 2.30 down in Florida. Grace Christian will take on Palm Beach Gardens. Uh, at 4.30, Zion Christian travels to Mount Juliet Christian and 5 p.m. first pitches. The next four games I will mention here. Columbia Academy is at Richland, Kalioka at East Hickman, Hampshire at Perry County, and Santa Fe at Hickman County, all 5 p.m. first pitch. At 6 o'clock, Summit will play at Rockvale. 6.30 games, Lawrence County at Giles County, and Columbia Central hosts Marshall County. At 7 o'clock tonight, Independence plays at Stewart's Creek. No game times for Middle Tennessee Christian at Eagleville, Community at Huntland, Ensworth at Tullahoma, or Forest at Fairview. Check your local listings for those times. <laughs> and in softball action at 5 p.m., we have Brentwood at Independence, Perry County at Mount Pleasant, Spring Hill at Summit, 
at 5.30, Lawrence County will be at Columbia Central. And at 6 o'clock, you have Columbia Academy down at Loretto, Richland at Fayetteville, and Santa Fe travels to Cornersville. No times for Eagleville at Cascade today, Moore County at Huntland, or Oakland at Forest. In soccer action this evening, you've got Zion Christian playing at Columbia Academy. That's a 5 o'clock start. At 6 o'clock, Cullioca travels to Richland, and Marshall County will be at Spring Hill at 8 o'clock tonight, and I assume that's central time, but I, I don't really I, know. Which is odd, because that would be a 9, that would be a 9 p.m. start Eastern locally. Eastern, exactly. Franklin County plays at Sevier County. Again, yeah, that's a, that's, check on that one, if you're going. That's probably at 8 p.m. Eastern and 7, 7 p.m. Central. here, yeah, yeah. Um, if I had to guess. That's an interesting matchup on more than one level. I, I'm going to assume that Franklin County's on spring break this week. More than likely. Uh, we could ask our friends down at WZYX who are listening today. They will know. If if, if Franklin County's on, on spring break, they'll know. Good point. Good point. <laughs> at, any, at any um, rate, that is your Thursday rundown. When we return, we will talk to Russ Adcock, Zion Christian softball coach on Coach's Corner. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Talking high school sports, here's Mo and Chris. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yow, Mo Patton, J.P. Plant with you here on this Thursday edition of our show. Appreciate you guys listening in on Facebook Live, on WKOM 101.7 FM in uh, Columbia, and of course down WZYX down in Franklin County. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us down there. A lot to get to today on this this particular show, but before we get into uh, anything that we might have for you that uh, includes opinions or whatever we want to talk about. It's way cooler when we get a chance to talk to the source of local sports, uh, our coaches. Our coaches are the ones in southern middle Tennessee who really carry the weight for local sports, and we appreciate 
all of our local coaches who have been on this show and continue to allow us to bring you guys the most comprehensive coverage of high school sports in Southern Middle Tennessee. That being said, this morning we welcome in Zion Christian softball coach Russ Adcox, who has a uh, pretty good little team down there uh, heading south. And we are excited to welcome him him, him in on the Parks and Motorsales Hotline on Coach's Corner, brought to you by From the Heart Cafe, Renee Hart, and the folks out in Chapel Hill. Would love to have your business. Go check them out. Great food, great folks down at From the Heart Cafe in Chapel Hill. Good morning, Coach. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We're doing well, Russ. We are kind of in recovery mode here a little bit. This last two and a half, three weeks since the um, – Snowmageddon has been pretty crazy, so we're kind of catching our breath here for yeah. a minute before we um really jump in full throttle into spring sports. You, on the other hand, are already full throttle, opening the season um what Tuesday with a big win over Lewis County. Your your alma mater, by the way. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, alma mater, and I was coaching against one of my high school classmates, Tim Tiller, new coach down there. So. Tim Tiller's coaching softball? He sure is. He's moved to softball. Oh, okay. So he's done all the damage he can do on the baseball side now. Then, that <laughs> That's it? right. That's right. Okay. He, right. he flipped sports. It's his first year down there. Greg Almacher was coaching there, and uh, Tim just took it over. Okay. All right. Took it over. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's a pretty good phrase for it too. But <laughs> yeah, try that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, Fourteen to one Tuesday. I mean, for the for the season opener for everything that everybody's had to deal with for the first year or so. You you had to be pretty impressed with that. Uh, I was really pleased. I had no idea what to expect because you know TSSAA didn't let us do any scrimmages or play dates, and so our girls had not seen any live pitching and had not you know, been in any live game situation. So I, w- I was really pleased to way- see the way they came out of the gate. So. You know, this is this is your first year taking over for the legendary Tommy Fox at the top of the softball mm-hmm. program. Um, what has that transition been like for you? Because I know you helped him for quite some time. <laughs> yeah, I helped Tommy for six years. I-, I texted him right before the game Thursday and said, I am nervous as a cat. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that's uh, – it's a whole lot different sitting in the head coach seat. Um, assistant, I could show up an hour before game time, warm up the girls. Tommy's going to handle all the decisions. Um, well, I, it was, it was a whole lot more pressure in the head coach seat, making out the lineup. I tell you, the other thing that I, I joking with Tommy about was all the other things that coaches have to do. Cause I'm, I'm a rookie at this, but, uh, you know, all the field prep and all the admin stuff, uh, it's, it's a lot that goes into coaching so I, I really have a whole new level of respect for all these guys that, that do it on full-time basis yeah you know softball uh, softball assistant coaches it, it's a little bit different I, I'm a, I'm kind of a softball guy myself coaching and I really mm-hmm. enjoy the game uh, it's it's a little different when you get to kind of be the good cop sometimes uh, rather than the bad cop and that's right yeah <laughs> what's kind of that transition been like as far as, you know, your girls, the girls know you. I mean, this is, this is kind of just continuity of the program, right? Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to do it. My daughter's a senior. And so I've, uh, I've been coaching teams. She's been on the, the entire time. I didn't coach her middle school team because my, my older daughter was playing high school at that time. But, um, 
I just didn't I, – it was really – I told those four seniors, I'm doing this for you guys because I didn't want to see us drop off anything uh, at, with Tommy's leaving. And I just – I kind of wanted to keep some continuity there, as you say. And I know all the girls. we got one new girl on the team that, uh, that's new to the school, Isabella Cecil. But uh, she played at the middle school uh, back when – on the homeschool type – However, they do that program. She'd been playing with the middle school, so the girls know each other. I know the girls. It's been a pretty easy transition for them. We are speaking here on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Zion Christian, first-year softball coach Russ Adcox. He is here on Coach's Corner, brought to you by From the Heart Cafe out in Chapel Hill. Um, Russ, you say, um, you know, maintaining that continuity was a was a big deal, and being there for those four seniors was a big deal. Um. You, do you do you see yourself in a long term role as softball coach, or are you just kind of bridging a gap, or what is your approach right now? Well, my original thing that that I told the school was to, to bridge a gap. I said, if y'all, hey, if y'all find the, the the right coach with the right experience that, that wants to come in here and, and take this program, I'll, I'll step out of the way uh, next year. But I don't want to. I just don't, I don't, I've invested too much in this program and the school has invested too much in this program. I just don't want to see it fall off. Um, I, th- I think we've got a, we've got a pretty competitive program, especially for the size of our school. Um, one of the smallest schools that plays in TSSAA. And so it, um, I, I just want to see that tradition continue. So uh, if they found the right person that stepped in there, I'd step out of the way. Of course, I'm doing this on a non-faculty basis. And, but, um, I don't. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it fall off. So I, I'm. I'm committed to the kids in the program. That's. That's what I care about most. You know, obviously, with with the pandemic situation, you guys only got a handful of games in last year, um, which I, I'm sure would make what what took place Tuesday even more impressive coming out of the gate the way you did. But how do you feel like that off time from last year? impacted this team or did it well it was it was really tough on um those seniors who were juniors last year you know they missed the whole year of ball and i really feel bad for the seniors that missed it all together i mean i i was depressed uh missing last year's season but i thought man if my daughter was a senior uh whew, that'd mm. be tough uh, so those those parents are those seniors that missed their last year of ball that's tough um as far as how it affected us I, probably about half of half of our girls played some kind of, of travel ball or something out, you know, in the summertime. Uh, and so that helped. They got, you know, my daughter hadn't played it in the past, but we did last year because we missed that senior, that junior season. It's like, we can, we want to play some ball somewhere. So um, a lot of them got some work in during the off season, but we've also got kids that they don't, they don't pick up a ball. They, they pick up a ball between January and, and May and that's it. And those kids lost a year. So that hurts. Yeah, it, the experience factor is certainly going to play a bigger role this year than it has uh, in the past. That being said, you, you've got a you've got a freshman who you are going to be counting on quite a bit in the circle this year. Yeah, yeah, Ashley Coble. Um, she's man, she's she she's improved night and day. I mean, just the, the stride she's taken in the last year during this offseason she just came back a different pitcher and she was an eighth grader last year uh she was going to throw a lot of games for us last year as an eighth grader 
because she had already pulled up and pitched a couple of high school games. But uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be leaning on her a lot. I got two other girls pitching: uh, Kendall Danarovich and Ashleya Coble. And uh, no, excuse me, uh, Claire Boyd, Claire Boyd and Kendall Danarovich. And uh, my daughter was pitching some, but she decided to retire. So, <laughs> <laughs> Ashleya stepped up the circle. She's like, "I'm going to retire. I'll, I'll play third base or shortstop." <laughs> oh, so she's retiring. And you're from, gonna... She's retiring from pitching. Not from she's retiring from pitching. Okay, that's right. She's okay. retiring from pitching. Okay. Yeah, no, it's uh, we got some, yeah. we got a good, good little pitching crew, and that's unique for Zion because um, a couple years ago, my older daughter pitched, and she pitched every game. You know, we didn't have any other pitchers, so we we've never really had a lot of girls that could throw. So this year, to have three girls that can throw, I, I feel really good about that, and hopefully, we don't wear Ashleya out. We're able to kind of move things around. Yeah, and as you mentioned, you know, your daughter moving to infield full-time, really having to fill a void left uh, by Caroline Fox's move to uh, North Carolina with her her dad. So, uh, you know, it, it's important to have somebody who can anchor that infield and give you guys, you know, a really consistent look, at, especially at the corner, that hot corner in softball, which is really tough to play. Yeah, and that's you know I, I feel like I've got big shoes to fill with Tommy, but but really uh, Hallie, my daughter, has bigger shoes to fill because <laughs> you got a you got a shortstop that we lost last year that that bat six hundred six fifty, and uh, goodness, it's hard to take that that kid out of the lineup. And then we also lost Ella, who was going to be a freshman this year, and uh, you know all those Fox kids are great ball players, and so losing those two kids, pulling those two kids out of the lineup, we lost a lot of offense and defense. So I've got some younger kids that are going to have to step up into their spot. So what you're saying is Tommy was the least significant loss of those. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I've told Tommy that. Like, listen, brother, you're, if you you go coach wherever you want. You just leave your <laughs> just kids leave here. Your kids. The kids stay here. The kids stay here. Yeah, right. Kids stay here. All right, I got an extra bedroom. You go coach in North Carolina. Have fun. Just leave Caroline here. <laughs> right. I mean, that Caroline is – she really is a great ball player, and you know her older sister Anna Grace is playing at UT right now, getting a lot of playing time. Um, I would not be surprised to see Caroline in an orange uniform in a year as well. So, I mean, she's going she's going to play D one somewhere, and so you lose a D one kid off your team, that's tough. Uh, no doubt. Hey, speaking uh, once again with Coach Russ Adcox of the Zion Christian. Eagle softball team on Coach's Corner. He joins us on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. Coach's Corner is brought to you each week by From the Heart Cafe down in Chapel Hill. Uh, go see Renee and the folks down there for the best desserts. Whatever dessert she's pulling out of the oven at about one thirty every day. It's delicious. It's it's, it's incredible. Uh, make sure to go check that out. Coach, you have a big tournament coming up this weekend. Uh, a lot of local flavor in it. Yeah, we got. Uh, we decided to do that tournament once we realized we weren't going to get to have those play days. We usually do Mount Pleasant's play day, and you know when we weren't able to do that, we're like, man, we need to get something going first weekend of the season. So we got Community, uh, Cullioca, Mount Pleasant, Loretta, Spring Hill, and ourselves coming in, and going to be playing starting Friday night at four thirty. We've got three pool games, and then the bracket goes from eight a.m. to nine thirty on Saturday. Long day on Saturday. Um, opening up at four thirty on Friday with you guys taking on Mount Pleasant, followed by Cullioca and Spring Hill at six, Community and Loretto at seven thirty, and then, like you said, starting up at eight o'clock Saturday mm-hmm. morning. 
I'll not be there for that one. <laughs> <laughs> no eight o'clock yeah, starts for Mo. No, I, I completely understand. Plus, it's going to be in the high thirties. I'll not be there for that. The, <laughs> all the great weather in the seventies and and our tournament. I thought it's going to be thirty eight at game time on on Saturday morning. So, welcome to softball season. But, right? but uh, at least it's going to be clear skies, from what we understand. Knock on wood, the, you, the skies will be clear yep. and be sunny all day. Yeah, we need a. We worked on the field a lot. Uh, I actually went up yesterday morning and worked on the field, just getting ready for all this rain that was going to come in. And uh, I went up, checked it. And, you know, now that I'm a softball co- head co- coach. I got to go check it every day. So uh, I went and checked it before I got on the call with you guys, and I think we're looking pretty good. I think it'll dry up with some sun and wind, and we should be ready to go Friday afternoon. Well, we're looking forward to it, and uh, it's going to be a really good tournament again starting tomorrow at 4.30. We've got you got three games, and it's going to be a lot of fun. That tournament that features uh, Cullioca, Spring Hill, Mount Pleasant, and Zion from Murray County, and, of course, Loretto and Community will also be there. So get out. Watch it. You guys are, are selling tickets, I assume. I mean, it's – Yeah, and I should probably know that off the top of my head, but there's a – there's like a two-day pass. I think it's ten or twelve dollars. I can't remember what the cost is. It's, it's pretty cheap. So uh, look, you can, but you can go come, watch. Come That's the most important thing. You can go watch. Yep, you can come watch. We'll bundle up a, though. A bundle up. It's gonna be a little chilly. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna feel a little different. <laughs> That's okay. We're 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 not mad about it. Softball is is in full swing, and we are super pumped. Coach, thanks so much for taking some time with us today. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Hey, I want to say to you guys, thank you for your coverage of local high school sports. It it means a lot for these kids and these, these parents to be able to, you know, see their name in press and see the scores and see the updates and all that kind of stuff. So you guys are doing a heck of a job, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports. So appreciate what y'all do. Thank you, Russ. Thank you. I, I'd say the check's Ooh. in the mail, but, um, you know. <laughs> I'm not so sure about that. So, but but thank you. We appreciate that. Hey, I just I'm excited to see local coverage, and uh, I'm I'm checking y'all's Twitter feed every night. Now that softball season's starting, I'm probably checking it multiple times a day just to see who's playing and what the scores are and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I would, if anybody's listening online or online or on the radio, I'd say give them a follow on Twitter. That's the best place for up to date info on sports. That's it at SM underscore TN Sports. We appreciate that. Again, that's uh, Zion softball coach Russ Adcox on Coach's Corner. Brought to you by From the Heart Cafe out in Chapel Hill on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will talk about our trip over to Murphy Center yesterday. And uh, unfortunate. Results, but it is what it is. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 
or visit covenanttechnology.net. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Covering the teams you care about, it's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, with Mo, here's Chris. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. As we come to you about a quarter till the top of the second hour. So, plenty to talk about on today's show. Really excited about the second hour as we talk NCAA hoops, both men's and women's. Plenty to talk about there. Uh, Titans coverage as well as Wild and Wacky Thursday. It's unusual, but... Such is life. We were live at Murphy Center yesterday, but uh, many of you were wondering where we were. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, apparently there were some some issues with our technical side, and we did not get uh, on to the radio station, but we were on Facebook, and we did have the podcast up. So if you want to listen to yesterday's show prior uh, that we held prior to Richland's tip-off at Murphy Center uh, in the state quarterfinals. You can do that. It is on the website. Uh, speaking of that, um, unfortunate results yesterday. Mo, we really thought this game going in was going to be tight. Uh, thought both teams had a, a really uh, solid year. And it was exactly what we expected, a really close game that came down to the very last possession. Yeah, you know, one thing that we did not mention yesterday and that that jumped out at me and it just kind of, you know, slipped my mind as we were discussing it. You know, the fact that North Green got 36 games in in the middle That's of a wild. pandemic season is pretty, pretty amazing. I mean, um, kudos to them. Because they they obviously took everything that was thrown at them again in the middle of a pandemic and um and and handled it as well as it could be handled you know thirty six games coming into the state tournament I mean Richland was twenty six and one so they they played twenty seven games yeah I, it's just um with everything that went on this year maybe it wasn't as you know disruptive up in the upper east part of the state as it was in other places. But that that number yeah, just kind of jumped out at me. Well, that that's not the first time that number has jumped out. We mentioned it last week. How There was one particular team that had played. It may have been North and Green. And I think I it might have been North Green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the fact that they played that many games is just insane. But, uh, yeah, and not, you know, I don't think that had anything to do with the outcome yesterday. No, but no. What, that what, just, what did – what did have to do with the outcome was the fact that, you know, they were the the Huskies were able to find position on the offensive boards. Yeah, they really they really did a good job with that. Again, I, I felt like their best offensive play may have been the miss and just going and mm-hmm. getting it off the board as um as we pointed out in the article on the website at sm tnsportscom Um Richland was out rebounded thirty eight twenty two overall, and they were out rebounded by ten on 
the North Green offensive glass. So you know, and and in a in a one point ball game, that's uh, and that's that's relatively significant. There, you can you can kind of point to that and say, hey, that kind of means something. So, um, just a just a tough game for for Richland from the standpoint that you know it was a game of runs and. They even had the last run, to be honest. I mean, they cut a Mm nine-point lead down to one at the end. They just um, could not get over that hump there there at the wire. But they made a couple of runs and and looked like they were going to pull away. And then North Green answered on a couple of occasions and answered late in the third quarter. I think they had eight unanswered points there at the end of the third and kind of took that into the fourth when they – finally took control of the contest and and Richland just unable to get back in it again despite um the heroic efforts of Daniel Nicholson who um who finished with 16 points and um had a couple of tough foul calls there at the end that led to him fouling out <laughs> inside the final 20 seconds you're you're chuckling at my, you're chuckling it. at my character yeah tough they were they were tough calls i mean the one the steal at midcourt i I thought jason loveless was very diplomatic in his (laughs) um assessment of that situation i thought he got the steal and got fouled afterwards he was called for fouling you know the ball handler there at midcourt i thought it was a (laughs) i thought it was a horrible call there and I'll I'll say, you know, maybe I was a little biased, but I thought it was a bad call. I need to go back and look at it. No, you were, you're not being biased at all. Um, I, there were some, some folks who aren't even fans of Richland in any way, uh, thought it was a poor call. Uh, I thought he picked, thought he picked him clean Mm -hmm. and, and he may have gotten fouled, even if if he doesn't get fouled, it's a layup, and mm-hmm. you know that's a four point swing, right? Because they go down and, and make some free throws, and and then the charge, and then the charge there on the baseline, hmm. yeah, yeah. You can't blame the loss on officiating, obviously. No, no, you can't. But, but at the same time, you can say that those impacted the way the game went. But in a one possession game a game that turned out to be one possession, the charge call where they're down by two, a chance to tie the game, he turns into the player and the guy just falls. I mean, he did, he didn't hit him. He turned toward him and the guy just... And that wasn't the first time that happened. And that wasn't the first time it had happened. Uh, so in the game, and I mean, it's just, just difficult uh, way to go out if you are Richland... Um, but that being said, Raiders had a great season, and uh, it came up a little short. I would have been very interested to see them play Clay County. Um, so, I mean. Yeah, I think, you know, once you get a game under your belt at the state tournament, you know, whatever – little glitches you may have had there in the state quarterfinal, if you're able to overcome those and move on, I think you get a little bit more comfortable in that environment, on that floor, you know, with everything else. Maybe the nerves are kind of gone, so maybe they are a little smoother 
if they get to the semifinals, it, um, obviously we we won't know. But um, that um, that Madison Academic Clay County game that followed them was was another barn burner, as we mentioned in segment one. All six games yesterday decided by no more than seven points, average margin of three point eight three points. So um, a lot of a lot of great competition all day yesterday. Yeah, I mean that's what's crazy. That, that Madison Academic Clay game. We we uh, before the game we spoke with uh, Columbia Central coach <laughs> Nick Campbell. He was uh, he he was hanging out uh, before the game, and we we talked to him, and he he th- he even said that Clay Clay County probably has the best individual player in the tournament. Grant Strong and Grant Strong. Yes. So. Uh, I mean, it's not a surprise to me that Clay County won necessarily. They just did exactly what they had to do in order to win. And being able to execute, that's what it comes down to, especially at Murphy Center. Execution. Yeah, and and defense. I mean, again, held Madison Academic to 55 points um, and a 57-55 win. So a lot of of nail biters yesterday, a lot of close ball games. And and I would think that the teams that emerge to the semifinals are going to be – you know, playing with a pretty good level of confidence because they they certainly got pushed in the quarters. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, West Carroll, a team that we thought uh, would find its way to the finals out of that bottom half of the bracket, falls to um, Memphis Academy of Health Sciences, and it's uh, that was a little surprising to me. I, I'm in a team that beat both Summertown and Loretto to get to the state finals. Uh, I really thought they would be um, a little I, – I thought they would be a little bit better. I think they would have a, a better finish anyway. But clearly, the Class A bracket is uh, the parity all around. Yeah, I mean, with Pickett County knocking off Cosby 63-56, that being the biggest, biggest margin of the day, as it turned out, seven points. I mean – the other the other five games, including the two and the double A quarterfinals, each two possession or less contests. I mean, that's it's unfortunate that there weren't more tickets available for mm-hmm. these six games yesterday because that that turned out to be some fantastic basketball. But again, Richland falling short, finishing up a twenty six and two season, um, sending out what four or five seniors, I guess. Yeah, and that's a tough end of the year for them, but congratulations to Richland and uh, and what they've accomplished this season. A lot of folks have swap uh, places with them, no doubt. Uh, no doubt. Uh, today's Class AAA action, I'm really excited. How about Community uh, taking on Kingston? They'll, they'll, they'll start at 10 a.m. in about five minutes. They'll tip off. But the Class AAA quarterfinals, you know, you got Cane Ridge, Siegel, uh, Clarksville in this one, and Collierville Cleveland is a really interesting matchup to me. I think Cleveland was the favorite to win this thing last year, mm-hmm. and it didn't get played. and And I'm um really looking forward to seeing Cleveland. Um, friend of mine, I'm not sure if you know him, Chris, or not, but Gene Henley, who writes for the Chattanooga Times Free Press, has a son, Judah, on that Cleveland team. Also, um, friend of the show, Vincent Yarbrough. Cleveland graduate, so um, we'll we'll kind of be keeping our eyes on the the high school Blue Raiders, and also I'm excited to see um, 
Kane Ridge and Brandon Miller mm-hmm. in that four o'clock game against Beard and been hearing a lot about him. So um hope to get somewhere and get that game up on the um NFHS network. So Yeah, I don't know what to expect from Bearden, but I know what to expect from Brandon Miller. Yeah. <laughs> and it's gonna be excitement. That's, I, I, that's I, what you expect from the Ravens. <laughs> the phrase that somebody used was, he looks like he can score anytime he wants to. And that's probably accurate. He he certainly could. Uh, guy's fantastic. Um, other games of note today uh, on the Diamond, I think, um, I think there are a couple of games that, that – uh, that we just we just talked about the Zion Christian softball game, our softball tournament this weekend. Um, but today, Grace Christian takes on Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. And I don't know if you know this about Palm Beach Gardens or not, but this is a nationally ranked team, uh, much like Farragut. Uh, this Palm Beach Garden team has had 19 draft picks. Not this particular team, but that that program has had 19 draft picks. That that's solid. I mean, on, on this team, that would be even more solid. But um, oh but god, in the pro- <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's um, that's that's pretty impressive. Nineteen draft picks out of one high school program. So that's um, that that'll bear watching. Obviously, a two thirty start there. Um, CA goes down to Richland after scoring forty five runs in ten innings <laughs> against Providence Christian on Tuesday. So save some for later. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Don't don't use them all up in one place. <laughs> uh, Summit goes to Rockvale, coming off that loss to Farragut. Um, Marshall County is it com- at Rockvale, or is that in that in that Grand Slam Classic? It is in the Grand there. Slam cr- Classic, but it is actually at Rockvale. At Rockville, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. I, I didn't so, know how that worked. Yeah, uh, but yeah. that Grand Slam Classic has been fun they, to, to keep up with. Too. It has. Um, Columbia Central having lost their first two games, both to District Eight AAA rival Coffee County, six nothing on Monday and four two on Tuesday. They play today against Marshall County over at Pickle Park, as they call it. As Mark Pickle, Pickle will, yeah, as Mark Pickle will be taking on his alma mater. So, um, oh, come on, big matchup there. <laughs> yeah, big, big time. All right, we are uh, approaching the end of our first hour of the show. Excited to talk about the NCAA hoops on the other side of this break. So, stick around with us here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. We'll be right back right after this, talking NCAA hoops and more 